Welcome to Ebenezer Baptist Church on August 3rd, 2014. Today's message is titled, Experimental Faith, by Pastor Isaac Whiting, and is based on scripture, Psalm 91. Alright, so I will apologize in advance, the service will go a little bit longer than normal today, uh, but I, we are going to feed you right after the service, so that should be your consolation prize. All right, we're looking at Psalm 91 today, and what I want to say first is a little bit of an illustration from Youth Week. Uh, Youth Week, as I said, was an amazing week, and God did a lot. He answered so many prayers during this week. And one of the things that he did, sometimes when God answers our prayers, it's not the way that we expect him or wanted him to answer, but it turns out after the fact that the answer is even better than what we had originally hoped for. He knows what's good, even when we are wrong about it. So this illustration about Youth Week is a story of mosquitoes. All right. So... We have been given a talk every night, and I think I have a picture up here. Yep, we've been given a talk every night, and this on Thursday, we went go-karting. You saw the pictures of go-karting? It's down in, uh, down in Richmond, and it was a beautiful day. We had so much fun go-karting, and I found this great spot for the, for the message, and I backed the bus up so the bus was blocking the noise, and we had this great field to sit in, and I was out there in the field for maybe an hour, and it was, there were no bugs, nothing, nothing happening. It was a great place. And so we all came out after go-karting, and we, we took this picture um, on the bus. Yes, I let them climb on the roof of the bus. Sorry about that. And uh, we took this picture, and it was super fun. We were sitting there. The whole group was sitting there for maybe about 20 minutes before the message started. Now, as soon as the message started, and I mean as soon as the message started, a swarm of mosquitoes rose from the depths of somewhere. I mean, we are talking about as many mosquitoes. I, the only time I've seen that many mosquitoes in my life was once in Louisiana on the Mississippi River. We are talking about five or six mosquitoes land on you every couple of seconds, and even if you slap them off, just more come back. So at that point, it was either give the message while the youth are slapping themselves, or forget about the message and just give up for the night. And I was not willing to do that, because the whole point of what we do is to focus on the meaning of life and on the Bible and on God. And so we had our message that night while the youth were literally, I, I let them stand up, and they are dancing and hitting themselves while I am running around giving the talk. And here is what I think is the moral of the story. And this is, the moral of this story is maybe even more for the rest of us than it was for the youth, but I hope that they will remember it. All right, in this life, in this life, our enemy is constantly trying to distract us. The biggest obstacle to faith, to really knowing God, to knowing what's true about the world, is not, is not intellectual problems or real doubts. It is simply distraction. Our life comes to us as a series of problems most of the time, whether they're problems that upset us or not. A stream of things that we have to do and fix is coming at us all the time. 
And we are constantly tempted to find uh, the ways that the world suggests we fix all of these problems. These things are a constant distraction to us if we don't focus and make ourselves pay attention to God and the truth in the midst of the distractions, we will simply live our life completely distracted until we die. And so as the youth were hitting themselves, I kept saying to them over and over, you can focus on God even in the midst of the distractions. And I think a lot of them did. I'm not quite sure how many, uh, but a number of them could remember the message even the next night, which was fantastic. So in the midst of the distractions, God is speaking to you. He is there. He is a still, small voice, constantly speaking to you. But you need to overcome the distractions of this life in order to hear him. We're going to take a look at Psalm 91 today. And this psalm is, this psalm is a powerful vision of the kingdom of God, of what life with God is and can be like. And when we read it, it almost seems like we're looking into a different world. I think if you spent time meditating and thinking deeply about this psalm, the question that would arise in your mind is, really? Is that really how things are? Guys, focus. When we look into the lives of powerful Christians throughout the ages, when we look into the life of Jesus and his apostles who first followed him, we see the same thing. It's as if we're looking into a different world. When we open the pages of the Bible, we don't see a great concern for most of the things that we spend most of our time focused on. We don't see people concerned about little things, about details, we see almost entirely a focus on spiritual concerns. And that is because these great people of faith, of trust in God, discovered that when they are with God, when they run to him first to solve all of their problems, they have found that they are completely safe. That is our main point. And I think the main point of the psalm for today is that if you run to God for safety, you will be completely safe. As unbelievable as that sounds, if you run to God for safety, you will be completely safe. Let me read the first couple of verses of this psalm again for us. verse should be up there on the screen as well. Verses 1 and 2, the psalm says, Live under the protection of God Most High and stay in the shadow of God the All-Powerful. If you live under his protection and you stay very close to him all the time, so close that you're actually resting in his shadow, then you will discover something in verse 2. Then you will experience things, and after you have experienced them, you will be led to say to God, You are my fortress. You are my place of safety. You are my God, and I trust you. This is a result that comes when we run to God instead of running to fixing things on our own or to solutions that are presented by the world. 
often those solutions don't work anyway. But if we run to God in prayer and we see his answers, often answers that are not what we expected, often answers that are not what we expected, but always answers, showing us the way and solving our difficulties for us, we will be led to that moment where we can say to God from the depths of our heart, you are my safety. You are my God. You are the one that I trust. That is a statement full of joy and freedom. That is a statement that is full of complete joy, the way that Jesus had joy to the full because he lived in this world as one who is entirely safe, as one who knew that God would save him in every situation. Notice in this verse, and this is the first point I want to bring to you today, notice in these verses that God is described as a location. I don't know if you noticed at the end of that video, Cody had in the credits, locations, Isaac Whiting. I'm not quite sure what was up with that, but I am not a location. Uh, However, God is somewhere that you can live. In Acts chapter 17, it says that in God we live and move and have our being. We exist inside him in some way. The universe only exists because of his continued love and provision for it. God is a location where we can live, but he has given us a choice. As human beings, as free moral agents, we are able to turn our attention away from God. And as I said at the beginning, the world and our enemy is constantly trying to distract us and turn our attention away from him. We can live outside of him as well, unlike everything else that exists. But God is a location, and if we choose to live close to him, in his shadow, we will discover that he is our fortress, our place of safety. I'm going to talk for a minute just about VBS and Youth Week as a whole. There's been a a constant question through the years that I have been uh, doing VBS and Youth Week, and I've been doing it for a little while now. This actually was my 10th Youth Week that I have done, 10 of them. So that's great. Uh, I really enjoy it. And it was my ninth VBS, and Chris, uh, he's been doing VBS, I don't even know how long, a long time, maybe something like 15 years. And during all those years, there's a repeated pattern, and the pattern is this. We get together for Youth Week and for VBS, we're together almost all the time during that week, and we're constantly focused on scripture, on prayer, and on God, and all of a sudden... It's as if we are in a different world. This has been noticed by people, leaders of all levels in these events. Usually it's not noticed by the kids, although sometimes. That when we pray during that week, it's as if God answers many of our prayers right away. Let me give you just a couple of illustrations from this year. Sometimes illustrations, you can't really share answered prayers easily from the front in a church because they take a long time to explain. So I'll just say that there were many, many answered prayers this week. Let me give you just a couple of examples. One example is they were doing the slideshows for VBS on a computer. And that computer broke. Okay, this is quite an expensive computer. And it is a high-end computer. Very unlikely that it would break down during that week. It's never had a problem before. So the computer broke. And they took it into the shop. 
and they said, the guy in the shop said, okay, it's going to take a week for this computer to be fixed. We have to order in parts. And so uh, Chris went away from that, and he didn't know what to do because all the programs were on that computer and everything we needed. It would have taken a long time to set it up on another computer. So we got together and we prayed. And then we said, you know what? We need that computer by 10.30 the next day. So we prayed that it would be there by 10.30 and that it would be fixed. And at 10.25, in came the computer, fixed. And we ran the slideshows. On Tuesday night, for the youth, we didn't know where to do this water slide event. You guys saw the water slide event? We didn't know where to do it. Um, we had tried Winona Park, actually, and it was full. And you cannot reserve a park for a crazy water slide. You can only reserve a park for things like soccer or rugby, stuff like that. And so we prayed, and we found a, a location that we thought God was leading us to. And when we got there, it was reserved, and there, were, there was a soccer team there. And actually, the soccer team came after we had set up all of our stuff. So we had, we had filled up that huge pool that you saw. We had a water slide out, and it was, it was ready to go. It had taken two hours to set this up, and the soccer team shows up and says, oh, we've got this reserved. You guys are going to have to move. And so we said, oh, we don't know what to do. So we prayed. And then we went back and asked the soccer team again really nicely, is there any way you could let us have this field? And they said no. And then they said, well, you know, wait. Let me ask the coach. And then he went and asked the coach. And the coach said, oh, sure, no problem. We'll just move over. And so we had the field. And not only that, this soccer team of local people from the neighborhood they, we got to be friends with them on the night, and then they came and joined in our slip and slide. And so we've got all these people from the soccer team going down our slip and slide. God answered our prayer. Even He gave us this thing that was it's almost like a test. He wants to build our faith. Isn't it clear what he's doing? So during this week, God answers all kinds of prayers. And many people have said after the week is over, why is it? Why is it that during this week, it seems like God's answering prayer left and right, and the rest of my life, I, I just don't know. I, don't, I pray and I'm not sure. It seems like he takes a long time to answer. And here I'll give you my answer today. My answer is that during that week, we are doing what Psalm 91 says. During that week, we are living under the protection of God, the Most High, and we are staying very close in the shadow of his wings. We are staying very close to him. It's almost impossible when you are a leader in VBS to run around and shout these things about Jesus loves you and sing all these songs and tell all these kids that they need to turn to God all the time. And then when you have a problem, not turn to God. It's almost impossible to do that. And so during that week, we act differently. As soon as there is a problem, we immediately get our friends together and pray about it. That is our first response. We rely on God because we would feel like hypocrites and weird if we didn't. Also, during that week, VBS has become a thing all over North America and all over the world, really. Churches, many, many churches doing all the same VBS, most of them. This is very interesting to me. Because for most of the church's history, Christians memorized the Bible and spent daily time together praying. 
and had a ton of devotional practices that for the most part the church has lost at this point in history. It is very interesting to me that all of a sudden this VBS thing has arisen all over where for a week out of the year or several weeks for some churches out of the year, in a really childish way, leaders, adults in the churches are forced, are forced to do what the church always did. Tell each other the truth constantly. Pray together constantly. Devotional practices where we seek God. I submit this to you today, that VBS, perhaps, is not even for children. I submit to you today that maybe it is something God has given to the church to call us back to the practices that we have forgotten. We don't have to do it the rest of the year in the same childish way, hugging ourselves, but we should put our bodies into it. And we should remind ourselves, like we talked about last week, focusing your mind constantly on God, who is there. This is what will get you past the distractions. We need to run to God for help. And that is our second point this morning. I think I've already made the point about 15 times. We need to run to God for help. Later on in the psalm, I want to bring one more image that I think is a powerful image. It's been powerful for me. Later on in the psalm, in verses 7 to 10, let me read those again for you. It says in verses 7 to 10, You will not be harmed. Though thousands fall all around you, and with your own eyes you will see the punishment of the wicked. The Lord Most High is your fortress. Run to him for safety. Run to him for safety, and no terrible disasters will strike you or your home. And again, backing up in verse 4, listen to this verse. This might be my favorite verse in the whole psalm. He will spread his wings over you and keep you secure, because his faithfulness is like a shield or a city wall. The faithfulness of God the depth of how much you can trust in him for everyday things as well as for your whole life is like a shield or a city wall. Uh, youth, how many of you went to May Camp with us? Woo! All right. It's my last story for the, for the morning. At May Camp this last, uh, this last May, uh, we went paintballing. Any of you were there at paintball? None of you. Okay, so my paintball friends were not there. So I took the youth who were going paintballing, I took a group of youth uh, to go paintballing at May Camp. And these were youth from a bunch of different churches in our denomination, the North American Baptists, around this area and in Kelowna. And when you go paintballing, how many of you have ever gone paintballing with a bunch of teenagers? Yeah. Let me tell you about it. Uh, when you go with a bunch of teenagers, you always get the paintball guys. Okay? You get a bunch of people who've never gone before. And then you get the paintball guys. And the paintball guys are the guys who come with like the $200 paintball gun and the mask that looks like they're some superhero and the body armor. And they have played paintball so many times that they can hit like a quarter from a quarter mile away. And it is scary to play with the paintball guys. And so in one of the games, I kind of like to run up to the front and get myself really shot up in paintball. And so in one of the games, 
The paintball guys were on the other team. They were from Bethany Baptist, those particular paintball guys. And I ran to the front. And now as soon as the paintball game starts, there's paintballs flying in the air. It's kind of like a war. And so everybody ducks behind a wall, right? They duck behind a wall because they're afraid of getting hit. And so I just started running to the front as fast as I could and shooting at the paintball guys. And all of the paintballs come flying by my head, and so I drop to the ground, and I duck behind a wall myself, and I'm way ahead of the rest of the team that's behind me, that's with me. So I'm all by myself. And I don't know what to do. I want to get ahead and shoot the paintball guys, which I never managed to do. But all of a sudden, I look over, and I see a shield. The paintball place had put like this square piece of plywood with some handles on the back of it. And so I grab this shield, and I just start walking forward. And paintballs are splattering on the shield, probably like 20 paintballs a second. The paintball guys also have a lot of money. They always have a lot of money, and so they buy all the paintballs, and they just shoot as fast as they can. So I'm walking forward with the shield, and at some point it gets, it gets to the point where I cannot even move like an inch or I'm going to get hit. So I'm ducked down with the shield, and there's paint splattering all around me. And if I move even like a finger out of that thing, that finger is going to get hit with paint. And you might not believe this. But I, as we talked about the last couple of weeks, I had been really bringing Psalm 91 into myself for a long time, probably for about a year at that point. And right at that moment, this line comes to me from Psalm 91. And it says, The Lord your God, his faithfulness is like a shield. His faithfulness is like a shield. And what you need to do, Isaac, is you need to stay right there behind that shield. If you move one inch out of that shield, out of the shadow of God, the forces of this world and the enemy are going to take you down. But if you commit all your energy to staying right there, right where he is, you will not be harmed. That image has stayed with me for a while, as you can tell. And it's helped me to remember in moments when the mosquitoes are swarming me, when I'm tempted to be distracted and focus on everything else but God. If I do, I will fall every time. But if I focus on God, keep myself completely in his shadow, his faithfulness will be like a shield to me. The last point I want to make this morning is about uh, the title of this message. I've entitled this message, Experimental Faith. And what I want to say to all of us this morning is no matter where you are at, no matter if you're not a Christian and you don't know what any of this is about, you're not even sure if God is real, or maybe you're almost at the point you think this might be true, Jesus, God, but you're still, you're still waiting for God to show you something. Or if you've been a Christian for a long, long time, no matter where you are at, you can test this. Christianity is not a religion that we want to protect from the truth. We believe, we know that this is actually the truth. If you put this God to the test, you will find out that what he says is true. I would like to encourage you this morning, if you're not sure, pray to God. Pray to him and ask him to show himself to you. 
If you're maybe you're a Christian even and you're not sure you you have doubts that he will actually answer your prayers. If you do this with your whole heart, he will respond to you. Find a friend, make a decision, commit to God, commit to follow him and be very much in his presence right behind that shield all the time. Do it for a certain period of time even. If you remember back in March, uh, February and March, we did this thing called the Honor Your Parents Youth Intensive, where we, a bunch of us for a month, committed to a whole group of practices, including praying together every single day over the phone. And it was unbelievable. It was just like what happens in Youth Week and VBS. God started answering prayers left and right. People who were not even part of it, who didn't even know it was going on, noticed the answers to prayers that had come through it. If you put this God to the test, if you go and try, really try, to see if he is there, he will respond to you and you will know the truth. Let me just read for you again the end of the psalm, verses 14 to 16. And I think the end of the psalm summarizes what we are saying very nicely. The Lord says to you and to me, if you love me and you truly know who I am, I will rescue you and keep you safe. When you are in trouble, call out to me. I will answer and be there to protect and honor you. You will live a long life, and you will see my saving power. Let's pray. Father in heaven, our prayer today is that you would lead all of us closer to you. You would give all of us a strong desire and vision to live in your presence, to live in the shadow of your wings behind you as our shield every day. God, show us how to do it. And when we do, respond to us, no matter where we are at, so that we can know that you are real, that you are with us right here, right now. We thank you, and we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.